I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back at the fan. Mitch, please, coming up at 940. Also, I I don't want to – he got beat up for this comment yesterday. I don't want to really – I can see why he said it. Who's he? I'll tell you. I'll tell you at 9.20. Now I got the hiccups. Thanks a lot. This is going well for everybody involved. Uh, She had a very interesting interview that came out. Would have been, we did it yesterday, so it would have been Monday. And uh, we loved playing the clips. We certainly wanted to give her credit, Camp Justice, News 5. Uh, We consider her a friend. We are a show that gives credit. I want to put that out there right now. Made sure that, you know, she did the interview, and it was a great interview. And, uh, of course, we're a radio show, and it wasn't, you know, you only see us on, on YouTube clips, not live. It was well shot. It was well framed. White balanced, I'm sure. Boy, the color, Everything was color excellent. was perfect. And uh, Cam Justice, who was the the interviewer of, Stan, of Stump Mitchell, joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Cam Justice News 5, hello. Uh, hello, and first of all, thank you for talking about the framing and the and the coloring. That's really the most important thing. You know how big of a BSer I am that I don't know anything about that, and that's all I said. <laughs> I don't know anything about that stuff. Not a chance. You Your time in TV is is voted well. You've got you've got good insight. I like it. Yeah, it's just what I hear from other people having real real conversations. As I just walk around Fox Eight as Foghorn Leghorn. Tone, take it away, won't you? All right, Cam. What what was your takeaway overall from the fact that Stump Mitchell recently let go is even doing uh, making some of the rounds when it comes to interviews and sharing some honesty? We in the media we love honesty, but we also love to pile on when you're too honest. So what was your grand takeaway from this experience? Yeah, there's a fine line, right? I, uh, as for him doing interviews, uh, I was happy to sit down with him because in the five years he was here, everyone loves Stump Mitchell. Everyone loves Stump Mitchell. He's a position coach. I understand that. And there is, there's some questions of uh, why, would he even, why would he even do it? He's a position coach. He's a position coach that's been here longer than the head coach, longer than the GM. He withstood a regime, which – is rare, especially for a position coach. And he became so iconic, mostly because of the beard, but because of what he was able to get out of that room, Nick Chubb definitely helping that. So, of course, I'm happy to sit down and and talk with a guy who was a legend for the five years he was here uh, and has a lot of insight. As for the takeaways, I think the the big thing was for him, he just – I think he was just happy to to talk about his journey, and that's really what it started. There were some other comments that have obviously been clipped and been shared around, uh, but was not the whole of the interview. I think for him sharing 
the gratitude, the biggest part of that, what he wanted to talk about the most was the gratitude for the organization, which is to me surprising how much he raved about an organization after just being let go. That's, that's, that's a big thing to be able to do that. I, I respect that a lot to be able to, to talk highly about an organization that just decided that it wasn't time for you to be with them anymore. And then they were going to part ways with you. I think that's big, but yeah, I think, I think that interview was eye opening in the sense of he still respects the organization it sounds to me that he's happy to have some time to himself. He said he's 65, ready to not wake up until 8 a.m. Um, and and honestly, I, I think that it was just it was time for him to, to talk about some of the things he respected about things. And, and he was open about some of the things that and honest about some of the things he wasn't so happy with. Well, that's why we wanted to have you on, because I'm seeing some people characterize uh, some of these interviews as here's a disgruntled ex-employee. And what I'm getting from you is that's not the case at all. And you actually mm-hmm. conducted one of the interviews. Yeah, that's not the case. I don't think he's disgruntled. I think, I think he was more upset and he said it in the interview. He's more upset. He was more upset and shocked about TC McCartney and Alex Van Pelt. And I think it's for them, for him watching the work they put in and him being, kind of passing that off, not as if he didn't put in work either, but to see his peers be let go. I think that was, that was the only thing that he said the entire time about the unhappiness, right? Was just seeing, seeing those guys who put work in have to go through that as well. But he also said multiple times, this is business. He understands this is, this is it. And he believes that they made the moves because they think that they can be better for it. They can win championships because of it. These are the moves that they wanted to make with the big picture in mind. And they may seem like small moves, a position coach here, a position, a position coach there. But he does think that this is something they think that they can shake it up and and get the most out of an offense by bringing in some new faces, by changing things up, by making some different moves that maybe other people didn't see coming. I don't think he's disgruntled. I think that he he's obviously not thrilled to be let go. Who would be? But I think that he sees the bigger picture, sees why it happened, and is confident that the team made the right decision with the team the organization and the future in mind. And and I think that's a big thing to be able to admit that. But I, at no point (laughs) in that interview or even speaking with Stump Mitchell that I feel that he was disgruntled and on this rant to tear down the organization. In fact, I think it was the complete opposite. And even the comments about Kareem Hunt that have been taken out of and into this super, super negative light. I don't even that was not the vibe that I picked up from his comments. They kind of came out of left field. I didn't ask him about Kareem Hunt specifically or any issues that arose there. He said he offered it up that his biggest regret was not being able to get the most out of Kareem Hunt. And to me, that didn't feel like, it sounds like it, out of context, out of hearing the tone, out of knowing who Stump Mitchell is it sounds like he's throwing Kareem Hunt under the bus. And it was out of left field. But there was also that tone of, I'm his coach. I've been his coach for a very long time. 
and they have a close connection. They, Kareem Hunt has talked about it in media availabilities at the facilities. He's talked about it, you know, when he was not on the team at his football camps in the off season. He has a high regard for Stump Mitchell. And so I think those comments were, while unsolicited, I think that they were really out of a place of trying to get the most out of a player that he has wanted that for for a very long time and maybe didn't feel like he was able to. This is his final push. I don't think it was out of a place of disdain. I think it was out of a place of coaching and respect and mentorship. Like I think they have that relationship. Cam Justice joining us, News 5 on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Yeah, Cam, I'll admit, like when I first saw that he was talking to you, yeah, I went, oh boy, because we've had coaches who have been let go or have left and, and they have given their opinions and it's never very glowing. So it was it was a relief to hear what he said about the organization. I did want to follow up with you on Kareem because it wasn't taken very well by some people out there. I know that Kareem's uh, trying to continue his career. Uh, so I guess some fans might have been upset with it. He's trying to he's trying to continue his career. For for Stump and where it comes from, like were you surprised that he said about getting more out of a Kareem Hunt, and you just said it yourself. You didn't think it was a a knock on Kareem. It's just a kind of it is what it is, and they have that op, an honest relationship with each other. Yeah, I was surprised because the question, and this is why I thank you for linking and sharing yeah. where the source came from, so people can go back and listen. I, 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 there was no question about is Kareem Hunt the guy for the Browns? Should they bring him back? Is is he washed up? There that wasn't. That wasn't asked. <laughs> the question, the comments came from the question of getting to work in a room with talent highlighted by Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time it came up. And, and so I think that was a moment for him to maybe talk about Kareem Hunt, talk about what he wanted out of him. Because I do think it shocked me because that, <laughs> the answer was not what I was expecting and it wasn't really related to the question specifically but it got into the point where I think that it was a, a call for maybe he sees even more from Kareem. He sees the opportunity for him to, to contribute more, to, to take another step, take another leap. And, and he came at it as a coach. Like he tried his best to do the things that he knew how to do as a coach to get the best out of guys. He talked about having him, working with Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. And I think that it might be a standard that he's looking for. And, and maybe Kareem, maybe Kareem didn't meet the stump Mitchell standard, the man on military time who shows up very, very early for an interview. And is, if you're, if you're late, it's the end of the world. If you're on time, you're late. You better be there early. Uh, and I think that's really maybe he didn't hit that standard for him. And you're working in a room with a guy highlighted again by Nick Chubb. So the standard is through the ceiling. <laughs> the bar is all the way up there. And so I think maybe that's what it is. I don't necessarily think it's an indictment on Kareem Hunt as a person and his abilities. I think that he Kareem, Kareem Hunt maybe didn't meet the standard every time, all the time, that Stump Mitchell was aiming for. And this was his final push to get him to get to that standard. And he did say, he said, I hope another coach can come in and do the same thing. So I think that his standard is very, very high, which is a good thing. And he wants more out of Kareem Hunt. And 
coaches say it all the time. Not always the case, but they say it all the time. They can always be more from a player. Another player, players can always give you more. They can always be better. And so maybe that's what it is. But to be honest, it was it was a surprise because it <laughs> it came out of it came out of left field. I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then it 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 and he devolved a little bit more and he talked about it a little bit more and it was a kind of read between the lines how you will, but I don't think, and I want to make it clear and you can go back and watch it in context and fool and hear his tone and see his face. I don't think it was this burn the place down, throw Kareem hunt under the bus. I don't think that is what it is. That was not the energy. That was not the tone that he was giving off in those moments. Cam, i got to ask you a couple insider-y questions. Cam Justice joining us right now, News 5. Find her on Twitter at Cammy Justice. Uh, Bill Callahan, is there a level you can give us, a percentage you can give us of some folks inside the building who might be a little bit worried that he could uh, end up with his, with his son down in Tennessee? Yeah, I think there's a chance because who wouldn't enjoy that opportunity? But you know, from recent news, that we were watching that to see where – Brian ended up to see if that was going to be something that took Bill out of the mix. Right now, it sounds like the Browns have a good chance to keep Bill. One, because of the value they place on him. Two, because they know how much he means <laughs> to this, not just the offensive line, right? The offensive line, and go back to that interview, Stump Mitchell had high praise for Bill Callahan and, and said that running back room, revolves around what he's able to do with Scott Peters. So I think that they really do know the value that Bill Callahan has to the offense. And they let it be known to him in his pay, in his contract, in his involvement in the team. I, I, do, I think that there is a high level of respect and regard to him. And I, and I think that gives him a better shot of staying in Cleveland. The storyline is great and the opportunity to to work and, and coach alongside your son, who wouldn't want that? But at the end of the day, it's a business decision and it's your life. And I do, Bill Callahan likes it here and the Browns make sure he likes it here. So I think there's a higher chance of him staying because of that. But there's always the chance that you go the storyline of working with family because that's there. But I feel better about him staying now than I did when it was just a theory, when it was just floating in the air of what would happen. Now that now that Brian has landed somewhere, I, I do think I feel a little bit better about Bill remaining in Cleveland. All right, important stuff. People are going to love to hear that. Cam, one more from me. Uh, obviously, you know, you're talking to somebody who was involved in the offense, even if it was the running game. We know Deshaun Watson was a big part or is going to be a big part of the running game going forward with the type of plays they might be running. Uh, did you get a sense from him that he thinks Deshaun has a chance to get back to where he was? That's one of the questions I asked. I, I wanted to know kind of what that feeling was, the sense of what the future looks like with Deshaun Watson coming back in at quarterback. And it was, it was Deshaun is great. He's a, he's a passer first. He's got legs. He can, operate in the run game he but he's a passer first he was talking stunt mitchell was talking about how kevin stefanski is a hell of a play caller he said it three times <laughs> and he said if he can do what he did and they just they don't change too much and he, he keeps it the way that he was running things with joe flacco 
and just incorporates Deshaun Watson into the mix that way instead of totally catering everything. And they will cater some things. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is a different quarterback, and he's the franchise quarterback. You went out and you got him for what you got him for. You're definitely going to cater things to him. But I think there was a sense of they figured out the offense. This is what they want it to look like. This is what was working well. And he talked about some of the things that they saw in the spring. And we know it. what matters is what you see on the field. But in the spring, how he was working really, really well, and there was like that chemistry between Marquise Goodwin and Deshaun Watson on the deep ball, and he was really getting to show off who he is as a passer. And, and then Marquise Goodwin had the blood clots and was out, and then it just kind of never came to fruition after that. But – that being there, having that deep threat and seeing what he was able to do and getting that work in and that chemistry opened up what they think Deshaun Watson is capable of. Mm -hmm. Coming back from injury, if he can be 100%, which they expect him to be, from week one, there is no conversation about rust. There is no conversation about getting back on track. Because this is where it starts now. You, you, you saw a 38-year-old Joe Flacco come in off the couch and be able to figure it out. The standard has been set by the fan base. This is what the fans expect. The team obviously has the better insight of what they're actually going to get. But the expectation's high. And I think Deshaun Watson's the kind of player that can handle high expectations set on him. It's about executing, and if, if he's healthy and he can go in there and just operate under this offense that they've started to figure out with Joe Flacco, the play calling, whatever changes they make in the offensive room, whoever their offensive coordinator ends up being, that's going to be a big part of it. But I think it should be very similar to the success that we saw from the Browns offense this year with Joe Flacco. That's, that's kind of what they're expecting. But with a quarterback who not only can be a passer like Joe Flacco was, but to be mobile, but to use his legs. And that in itself opens up the offense even more. And I think that's why these, the team, the players, the coaches, this organization is so excited to see Deshaun Watson back and healthy. Because if he can open it up even more, if he can get back to that, which they truly believe he can, you take it to a different level. And I think that's what this off-season excitement is going to be about. But we've seen this before. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So now it's about getting here, getting to the spring, getting to OCAs, and getting into training camp and just seeing how he progresses and how he's able to, to take that. But there is optimism from people in the organization and people who have recently departed the organization. What, I have 10 seconds. Unfair question time. Percent chance Joe Flacco comes back. I need a percent. I don't need an explanation. Percent chance. Go. 20%. Cam Justice, News 5. Follow her on Twitter, at Cammy Justice. We thank her very much for the time. 216-474-0092. She was on that North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. All right, Mitch, please, 940. We'll see if this adds to the show, whatever he's decided to pick for us. And I want to go to what she just said, what, what Cam just said about everything that was going on, and... Speaking of comments that were taken a bit out of context, I think another man was maybe misquoted a little bit the other day. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, live in the fan. Hell, I was going to get all philosophical about things, and Lima goes, you know what? We just need to talk about all these people having a problem with Stump Mitchell saying anything. Saying anything at all. I didn't have a problem with him saying anything, but I'm in the media. Right, we would be hypocritical saying we want guys to come out and talk, and then when they talk, why are they talking? My God, this is a fraternity. Guys, why are they exposing the secrets? All right, 216-474-0092. Did you have a problem with Stump Mitchell saying anything to Cam Justice or or Big Play or anybody out yeah, there? Yeah, I mean, did you have a problem with any of that? I mean, my guess is, you I know, don't. A younger Stump Mitchell's not going to do this because he wants to make sure that he's not going to do anything to jeopardize future employment. He's sixty-four. I mean, this. This, he might be to the situation where he might never have that type of role again. If anything, he might be a consultant. If anything, he might uh, be an analyst of some sort, uh, but not going to be day-to-day. I don't know. I don't know what the future is for Stump. I also don't think what he said was that out of order. I get that people, their, their takeaways from his almost unprovoked discussion about a certain local running back is what's going to bother people, but you just heard... Cam Justice, who did one of the interviews, and she said, "There's no malice there. He wasn't. He wasn't doing anything to make Kareem Hunt look bad. If anything, he's trying to help. He's trying to help Kareem. What a nice bounce back year in the NFL. We were wondering if he'd ever be in the NFL again. Now I feel like Kareem Hunt's going to have a chance because of this experience and because of how he played. Again, another guy that was off the couch mm-hmm. that he could help a team next year." I didn't think anything he said was out of line. Even the cream hunts. Now, I'm not going to put you into this. I'll put myself into this. He's from Northeast Ohio. He is a Northeast Ohio product. That means that, guys, I know a lot of people who have been around him in his career. Stunt Mitchell ain't the first person to say that. 
I'm not trying to be mean-spirited. I'm not trying to be nasty. Stump Mitchell is not the first coach to say that. All right? And I thought, and hey, I thought he did a great job this year. I thought he did a great job this year. He was our Leroy Horde of this generation. I had no problem with it. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to dime him out. I hope he does well. I hope he picks it up again. I got no problem with that guy whatsoever. Okay? But I'm gonna tell you right now, Stump Mitchell, if you have a problem with what Stump Mitchell said, I don't know why. I'm I'm I thought it was fair. And I he's not the first person I've ever heard say it. For, excuse me, first coach I've ever heard say it. So that I don't have a problem with. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, if he would have came out and started talking about the culture and how if it were a bad culture or things like that, I'd go, oh, God. Because I've been sitting here all year telling people how good the culture is because I do go in that building, and I have seen these guys, and I have seen what I believe is a very good culture. He didn't say any of that, thank God, because at least it doesn't turn me into a fool. And I've been turned into a fool before, as we know, Sam Darnold. So I, we, we got all that. So I was I was fine with it. Like I didn't think he said anything that was nasty about Kevin Stefanski. I didn't think he said anything that was nasty about the Cleveland Browns. I don't think he said anything nasty about Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt would probably agree with him at some point. I, I think a lot of guys. I don't think he said anything that that was bad. Guys like you and me, we want to hear things. So we do want to hear the the truth of how Stump Mitchell sees it or how any coach sees it. But yeah, I think there's a little bit of sensitivity because Hugh went on his tour. Yeah. His media car wash tour and was saying he was going to write a book and all the other stuff about how bad things were with the Browns. And a lot of people are Browns fans, and they just don't want to hear it. But I didn't think Stump Mitchell said anything bad, and I don't think it has any adverse effect on, on this football team or what they plan to do in 2024. Big Al in Brunswick, you're next up on the fan. Yellow. Hey, guys. I agree with you guys a thousand percent. Thank you. I watched the Mitchell interview, and I watched the, the one on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Um, let me let me say two things to me that stuck out. Number one, it popped in my head when Stump Mitchell was doing the interview saying, okay, awesome, a guy that doesn't burn a bridge to think that maybe possibly in two or three years he could possibly get hired on again by this team. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the other thing is I did mention, I did catch, he did not mention, at least I don't remember, he mentioned Stefanski's name and, and all the kudos he was giving to the uh, the club and the co- the other coaches and the um, you know the GM and the and all the other the upper brass. I didn't hear Stefanski's name mentioned though. I don't know if that you guys did, but I don't think I, I didn't hear anything bad. I, I didn't take it as anything bad of him being left out. Maybe I shoulda. And by it, it was big play. It wasn't the other one, Big Al. Sorry. I I, I just I got to know that everybody's talking about credit where it's due. So I got to give credit where it's due. Um. I, I didn't see – I didn't hear anything bad. I didn't take it as a knock. And thank you very much for the call. I didn't take it as a knock on, on Kevin Stefanski. Did you with, with what you saw? No, no, okay. I, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't take it as a knock there. I, mean, I, I imagine I imagine he's not like anybody. He, he seemed to enjoy his time here. He's probably not happy it abruptly ended, especially given all the credit he was being mm-hmm. given. Up until obviously the running game disappeared at the end of the year and there are a number of factors as to I what didn't think any of caused his, that. I didn't think any of his comments were controversial. I didn't think there were. I didn't think anything was controversial. I don't think anything sowed the seeds of discontent. The fact that he spoke, okay, he's he's a grown man. We live in America. He can speak, and he was he was let go. So I, if there was an NDA that he signed, that's on him. I I don't know, but I'm not the person who's going to get mad at him for breaking an NDA. That's not my job. That's somebody else's. But I I I know that Stump Mitchell is a highly respected man. A lot of fans liked him. 
a lot of fans still like him, and they wanted to hear from him. And he said, and I don't think he had any any terrible comments at all about the organization, Stefanski, anybody else. Didn't think it was bad. Jim and Medina, hello. Uh, hey, guys. You know, I think uh, Stump did a pretty good job, you know, um, after the hurt of getting hurt by Nick Chubb. And I, he has a great beard, too. <laughs> well, Jim, now what, now what do you mean by his beard? <laughs> oh, it's nice and full. He's like me. I don't mind um, when I don't trim my goatee to let it grow out a little bit. I, if I could grow facial hair, Jim, and thank you for the call, I would always want it to be Excellent. like Jim, Jim the Advil, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. <laughs> Almost called him Advil. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Speaking of comments being taken out of context, we didn't get a chance to speak about this. Did you hear the Andrew Barry the ten year thing with with Deshaun Watson? Yes. What did you think? Uh, it's it's fairly normal for an organization to to have different stages of planning, both short term, middle, long term. You know, micro macro yeah. level like I, that that does not surprise me. But I also I also would say that I think the league has changed so much since the time we've been on the air that when I'm looking in the draft, I'm not looking at a quarterback to be my quarterback for ten years. I think that's almost delusional. I, I, I I'm I, I almost think you've got to. Ah, I think to, I caught you in something. I think you've got to realistically look in like five year increments. If that, because you're seeing the rate at which these guys go down, the way that the teams change so much, the salary cap forces these teams to change so much, your windows are not 10 years. I mean, it's 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 almost silly Tone, to think that long. In the words of Hurricane Peter McNeely, I think I wrapped you in my cocoon. Not anything about pants and what's in them. 216-474-0092, I'll explain that to you. And I want to go over those comments. And Mitch, you got something for everybody to hear? I do. It better be good, young man. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, live on the fan. Tomorrow, the emerging podcast scene. Listen to it. Yesterday was a star-studded edition of the emerging podcast scene. Get it? 92.3 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app. I'm going to throw this out there for everybody. Listen to the podcast, though. As we talk about this a little bit, I'm going to throw this out there for everybody. If you fumble through the back of the end zone, if you, if you fumble through the end zone, I know this was a major controversy over this last weekend. I was going to say 25, you get, the, you get to keep the ball, but you take it back at the opponent's 40. If you don't like it, throw it right back. That's perfectly fine. Twitter reactions brought to you by Shivin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, Real Xavier P., Fans upset at Stump are the same fans who didn't complain about the Browns calling out Clowney for not going into the Ravens game. So it's okay to me now that I I have seen the entire interview. Uh, I think that that's probably a a pretty good point, but I I just think it's normal that fans are always on their favorite team's side when it comes to this stuff. Uh, And and so maybe they're upset because, oh, it could sow the seeds of dissension. Anything can so that losing sows the seeds of dissension, basically, and so there's going to be a problem with that if they if they lose football games. I didn't think what 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 Stump said was bad at all. I mean, you had Jadavion Clowney accusing the coaching staff of moving Miles Garrett around to pad his stats, and then we know what we heard. I mean, when when that uh, uh, that October game, too much coffee, that October game came around, and he was 
People were yelling in the locker room, and we didn't know what it was. We thought it was just because they were mad they were losing. No, it was because of Jeremy and Clowney. That changes something Yeah, you else. never truly know. Like, we we don't know. I mean, what was being said when they got blown out and, by Houston, a game that they all thought they were going to probably yep. saunter in and win pretty easily. And I'll tell you all right now, I was upset with him for telling Mary Kay, wanting to tell Mary Kay about his axe to grind with the Bronx, and then turning around and blaming Mary Kay for it. I thought that that was ridiculous. Like we're we're not perfect, and Mary Kay is not perfect. But I thought that that was I thought that that was really cheap and really low class. I don't think I don't think this stuff, any of it, is truly the end of the world. I think we are stuck in having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I think we're stuck in one in thirty one land when we have these conversations because we're so worried about going backwards to yep. a locker room yep. that could blow up at any point. Yep. And the reality is the fact that they didn't blow up this year when they had every reason they could have. Yeah. What, we're on our fourth quarterback, and now this guy who wasn't even good the last two years is going to come in and try to save our season? Like, the fact that they still played their asses off shows you it is different now. So, so what if if a couple of things aren't perfect in a locker room? I, I mean, they're, they're never going to be perfect. Look how many different guys they're- coming from different backgrounds, different belief systems. They're all in there, rookies to veterans. Like, it's never going to be a perfect locker room. Undefeated teams probably don't have perfect no. locker rooms. Well, going back to the 1-31 and 31 team, like, you could see a bad locker room there because there were then there were some good players on that football team and pretty decent guys, but there were a lot of immature goofballs on that team that had no business being professional football players, and you could see it from down the hallway, let alone a mile away. Uh, you mentioned when we talked about Andrew Barry saying the 10-year thing with Deshaun Watson, people were up in arms with that. You said you don't look at anybody as a 10-year quarterback, but you mentioned the draft. See, this is where... Again, I keep going back to you guys always keep blaming the owner and Lyman and I keep telling you the owner had to be talked into it. This is one of the things that are there. 10 years. Because I asked you that question on air when push was getting to shove about Baker Mayfield. Would you trust your livelihood? These jobs don't just fall off of trees here. It's hard to get them, even though Tom Telesco seems to find another yeah. one. But he seems to be pretty good at his job. Do Do you think that you would leave your job in the hands of Baker Mayfield at that time. You said no. And I, I said, said no. no. Yeah. I, and I, I was, think what he thought he was, was very getting adamant, no. and what he's still hoping he's getting is a guy to take the heat off for 10 years. And then he can go and put players around him because every general manager, good, bad, ugly, are going to say the same thing. If you don't have the quarterback, that's where your search starts. And that's where it ends. And it's what keeps you up at night because you know the clock is ticking on you. Doesn't matter whatever whatever else you get. Think about the players that the Browns have had. They've had a good team this year. And you look at guys, we get confused about where these guys were drafted. When did David Njoku get drafted? Oh, you got to go back to Sashi and all yeah. that. You forget it. They draft some pretty good players. They've drafted some all-time busts, but they draft some pretty good players. It doesn't matter unless you have the quarterback because well, you're going to get fired over it. Yeah, the reason I say the 10-year thing to me is kind of silly. I mean, yeah, we'd all love to have a starting quarterback that's going to be 10 years and, and be able to steer your organization in the right direction. I just looked at 2019. So we're talking five years ago. Mm-hmm. Here, here's your list of quarterbacks, right? Starts out, and this is just one random list on NFL.com of the top quarterbacks of the year. And in the order they had it, they had Lamar Jackson one. Okay, Patrick Mahomes two. Okay, now here's where it gets fun. Russell Wilson three. Number four, Drew Brees. Number five, Deshaun Watson. Number six, Ryan Tannehill. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you really just said we're never going to be out of the woods. Well, it's just that <laughs> you, you really just said we're never going to be out just, of the woods. Carson Wentz is not far behind. Um, all right, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, 
Yeah. I mean, see how quickly these things change in the NFL? So, yeah, it sounds great. Like, we are going to – we have the number one pick in the draft this year. We want Caleb Williams. He's going to be our quarterback for the next 10 years. The odds of that are so minuscule, it's not even funny. Mitch, you've been fighting for it. You ready for Mitch, please? Absolutely, and I'm really happy that you brought up Baker Mayfield because our clip is actually from WFAN in New York. Uh-oh. Chris McMonagle on the uh, overnight show had this to say. Baker Mayfield played well. Threw for 349 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. But if you look at the correlation or the similarities between this season with Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers and Daniel Jones and the Giants two years ago, there's a lot in common. And ultimately, it sounds like, if you listen to reports, it could end the same way for Baker Mayfield getting $40-plus million in a contract, which to me is Asinine. I thought Baker Mayfield played well at times this year. Then he played pretty poorly at times. He beat an Eagles team that didn't want to be there and then threw for 350 yards against the Lions team when they had the lead with dominating the football game and have struggled. And if it wasn't for a couple of misplays by the Rams, might not even be in the game the way Stafford was picking them apart. For anybody who believes the nonsense that the Giants are trying to sell you about believing in Daniel Jones, do you think the Buccaneers honestly believe that Baker Mayfield is a quarterback? Quarterback worth $40 million or that Baker Mayfield is their only option to move forward. That's the going rate. This I guess going you could rate. send this to Chris McMonagle if you want to. I got no problem with the guy, but that's the going rate for him. And I, I have watched a lot of Baker Mayfield and I've watched a lot of Daniel Jones. Thanks to Sean Marash and Daniel Jones isn't fit to carry a bag of balls for yeah, Baker Baker's, Mayfield. Baker's been better. Um, I, the, but you put the, me in a position to defend Baker Mayfield. But the overarching well theme of having to pay the quarterback, it's the same question we had every day with Baker the last time. Yeah. Do you pay a guy who you think has limitations and it can't really get you past Mahomes, past Josh Allen? What did you just say in 2019? Look at the quarterbacks that are, yep, they're there, and look at the quarterbacks that aren't anymore. What choice do you have? Because you can't just find another Patrick Mahomes. It's brutal. As much as the Jets tried to force it at one point with Zach Wilson. Well, apparently the Packers can do it. They can do it every every time they need a quarterback. All right. so. You know, I don't think he's out of the woods, but probably he's out of the woods. <laughs> he had a really good finish that season. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Cam Justice was great. Listen to that interview, 92.3thefan.com. Tomorrow, Mary Kay going to join us on the show, right? Uh, her, her and Aditi Kinkabwala. Woo! Aditi Kinkabwala on the Let's show tomorrow. Go. Let's go. For Kayla, for Big Country, for Jeff, for Mitchie. For the Slippery Wizard, Anthony Lima, I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. And go Cavs. Are we talking contenders tomorrow? Are we flipping the switch tomorrow? Your mic is not on. You have a Miami team. I mean, excuse me, a Milwaukee team that has a new coach, at least an interim. Uh-oh, Joe Let's go. time up in Milwaukee. All right, goodbye. Hey, Cam Justin. We will... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.